Good tidings. Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Good tidings and welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast here on the airwaves of WXAN Radio in the windswept hills of Ava, Illinois. We are glad you're tuned in today. Wow, summer seems to be flying by. Here we are the 15th day of July and it just seems like we crossed the threshold of Memorial Day recently. And we're right in the middle, it looks like. So, either way, we're glad you're here today. Open your Bibles, if you would. We're going to share something from God's Word to encourage you, to lift you up as a Christian, and to evangelize you if you're an unbeliever. And we'll pray today that God will open your understanding as an unbeliever, and even the understanding of His children to His Word. So, if you would today, uh, go to the New Testament book of Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number four. Now, I want to say to you, last week I had asked Will to play a, um, a pre-recorded message from a few weeks back because I was traveling. Uh, it's been an honor. We've been over recently to the Second Baptist Church of Fredericktown, Missouri. The Second Baptist Church of Fredericktown, Missouri, trying to strengthen that church. And my, wow, how God is shaking that place for Jesus and the gospel going forward, and it's been an exciting time, been a lot of fun. They called me a while back and to let me know that their pastor, who they had elected, uh, passed away unexpectedly. God took him home. So when that happened, they reached out to me and said, hey, could you come and help us? So we're glad to be there. We'll be there for just a little bit, I think, maybe just a bit. We'll see what God leads to, you know, but Either way, we're there to encourage, exhort the brethren, and so much the more, as Hebrews 10.25 tells us. So, before we get into the Word of God this morning, let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for the Holy Ghost that lives within every believer. And we ask you, Lord, to open our understanding today as your children to your Word and your will for our life. And to speak to us, Lord, convict us, uh, strengthen us, encourage us, challenge us, exhort us, and so much the more. And help us to be stronger in the faith and grow in the strength, be strengthened in the inward man for Jesus' sake. So we can be that light and salt that you want us to be here on this earth. Thank you for WXAN Radio, Brother Danny, Leanne, Will, Melody, the good folks here. And we ask you to bless this ministry, the best music on this side of heaven, gospel music. And then, Lord, the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ as it goes forward through the airways of WXAN Radio. Bless it financially. Uh, please continue to raise folks up to support it prayerfully and financially. And we ask these things and thank you for what you're about to do in our midst. And through this radio broadcast, touch hearts, save souls, exhort the brethren. And we'll thank you for it, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, here we are, July the 15th, 2023. I want to speak to you today on the topic of becoming a prayer warrior. Becoming a prayer warrior. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Becoming a prayer warrior by way of introduction. You know, folks, as night follows day and day follows night, God still lives. <laughs> And the Bible, excuse me, is right. 
The Bible is right. It's God's Word. It's inspired, impeccable, infallible. It is absolutely what we need to guide our life. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Someone had said, and I quote, The mind is the greatest tramp in the world. It's always here. It's always there. End of quote. So I want to speak to you today on becoming a prayer warrior. And to be able to be able to come be the prayer warrior God wants us to be, we're going to have to keep our mind on the Bible and everything's going to be all right. Is your mind on the Bible? Do you spend much time in God's word, Christian? Second Timothy three, verse 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. When we open the Bible, the Bible opens the mind of God. So let's open it today and see what God is thinking. If there's going to be, and I want to encourage you in your churches, you pastors, you congregations, listen close. If there's going to be power in the pulpit and the preaching of God's word, then there's going to have to be praying in the pews. There's going to be power in the pulpit. There's got to be praying in the pews. Do you pray for your pastor? Do you pray for the messages God is giving him? Do you? If you don't, you should. You see, praying pews plus powerful pulpits make perfect partners. So I want to ask you some personal questions, okay? Lean forward and listen closely today, friend. Number one, how's your prayer life? How would you rate your prayer life on a scale of one to ten? Ten being exceptional. How would you rate it? Second question, how often do you pray? How often do you pray? You see, that's a big important question we need to realize. How often do we pray? The Bible teaches us to pray without ceasing. Now, if you become, if you choose to become a prayer warrior, then God's going to get in on your program, folks. If God gets in on your program, everything begins to change in your life. You'll begin to see God work miraculous things in your prayer life, in your families, in your business, in all areas that your 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 life is impacted by. You see, God turns our troubles into triumphs. He turns our problems into possibilities. And God turns our heartaches into happiness. And when we pray, God works. You want to become a prayer warrior? You can become a prayer warrior, or as our text says, you can become a worry wart. Are you a worry wart Christian? But the thing is, you can't be both. If you're going to be a prayer warrior, you're not going to worry. But if you're going to be a worry wart, you can't be a prayer warrior. Verse 6 says, be careful for nothing. Philippians 4 and verse 6. That means to be not worried or filled with anxious care about anything. So, worry is not in God's vocabulary, Christian. If you're a worry wart, you're not being a prayer warrior. So before you exit your bedroom of a morning, you need to enter your prayer room. The songwriter said, and I quote, Ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray in the name of Christ, the Savior? Did you sue for loving favor as a shield today? Oh, how praying rests the weary. Prayer will change the night today. So when life seems dark and dreary, don't forget to pray. End of quote. You see, prayer is one of the most important elements in the Christian life. There are two things that Christians need 
to be up to date on. Two things. Number one, prayer. That's talking to God. Number two, our Bible. That's listening to God. And we need to listen because God speaks to us through his word. He, li- he speaks to us also by his spirit, the Holy Spirit who lives in us, but he speaks to us through his word. And getting in touch with God, folks, is what matters in the Christian life. There are people depending on your prayers. You need to be able to get access to God quickly. Are you a prayer warrior? Do you want to become one? The poet said, and I quote, Prayer makes the darkest cloud withdraw. Prayer climbs the ladder that Jacob saw. Prayer brings every blessing from from above. End of quote. Becoming a prayer warrior is a matter of priorities. It's a matter of priorities. Let me ask you a third question. What in your daily schedule is more important to you than prayer? You see, Jesus Christ is the greatest prayer warrior in the Bible. And he's the one we're to pattern our life after. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. Think about Daniel for a moment. Daniel was a prayer warrior. But think about what the Bible says about Daniel. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, that's the decree from the king, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Did you catch that? He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. The best way to become a prayer warrior is to follow the pattern of our Lord Jesus Christ and his prayer life. Let's look at Jesus' life and see how he prayed for a few moments, could we? We're speaking this morning on how to become a prayer warrior. God wants us to be a prayer warrior. So let's look at Jesus' life. Let's take a glimpse with the time that we have remaining and see how Jesus prayed. If you have a pen and a piece of paper or you're taking notes, jot this down. Number one, Jesus prayed early in the morning. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, And in the morning... Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Psalm chapter 5 and verse 3. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O God, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. The poet said, and I quote, I met God in the morning when its day was at its best, and his presence came like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. All day long the presence lingered. All day long he stayed with me, and we sailed in mighty comfort across a very troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered. Other ships were in sore distress. But the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us a peace, and rest. Then I thought of the other mornings with keen remorse in mind when I had loosed the moorings with his presence left behind. So I think I know the secret learned through many a troubled way. You must meet him, Christ, in the morning, 
if you want him throughout the day. End of quote. Folks, if you start your day without the day star, that's Jesus, your day is going to be filled with chaos, confusion, and consternation, and conflict. And without prayer, your vision is going to be out of focus. So we see, number one, as we look at Jesus' life and how, he, how his prayer life was patterned, we want to become a prayer warrior. Well, let's follow what Jesus did. Number one, he prayed early in the morning. Number two, Jesus prayed all night long. He prayed all night long. He did this before he made his most important decision, the most important decision of his ministry. Now think about this, saints. He had the choosing of the 12 apostles that was pending on before him. And he prayed all night long before he made this important decision. Now, I want to be honest with you this morning. I don't know if I could stay awake to pray all night long. I've never prayed all night long. I've prayed a big majority of it, but I've never been up from dark till sunlight in prayer. I've never done that. That's something I need to do. How about you? Have you prayed all night long? Now, I know sometimes the Spirit wakes us up, and He asks us to pray for people and make intercession for our spouse, our children, ourself, our ministry, uh, someone in the hospital, someone in the church, for revival in the church. Are you praying for revival in America? You should be. But think about this. Long before Jesus made the most important decision of His ministry, the choosing of the 12 apostles, he prayed all night long. You see, it's important for churches to pray long and steadily before they elect a pastor. Don't jump too quick. You see, our problem is, as Christians, that we act and then we pray when we should pray first and then act. God's not in a hurry. Many times we are, saints. We truly are. We're in a hurry. We live in a uh, information, instant information society. And because of that, we have a tendency or a propensity, if you will, to act quickly. We want information now. We want our food cooked now. We want our grass to to grow now that we've that we've uh, put seed down for. We want our fields to grow quickly. We want everything to grow quickly. However, in God's economy, things don't really work that quickly. Now, if you trust Jesus Christ by faith to be your personal Savior, God will save you quickly. Christ died on the cross and shed his blood in our place. He was buried in the tomb and then resurrected the third day. We as mankind, humans, are sinners for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we have a sin debt that must be paid. And Jesus paid that sin debt when he died on the cross, a sinless man dying for sinners. He took our sins upon his body on the tree. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So as sinners, we have nothing to offer God, but payment has to be made for our sins. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him that means to trust in him or depend upon him for your salvation. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have you trusted Christ to be your Savior? If not, why don't you follow me from the sincerity of your heart right now? 
The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God saves us by grace through faith in Jesus, not in works of righteousness which we have done. So if you'd like to trust Christ as your Savior, follow me in this simple prayer right now. From the sincerity of your heart, Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save my soul. I'm trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior. Amen. Now, if you've done that, friend, the Bible says you've been born again. You've been brought to life spiritually. Now you can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Find a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching, soul-winning church to become part of. Tell the pastor you need to follow the Lord in believer's baptism, not to be saved. You're already saved but to follow Christ as the first step of obedience after salvation, that you need to be baptized by immersion, find a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, or if you would write me, send me an email, Dr. Dave, that's D-R-D-A-V-E, Dr. Dave, one three, at gmail.com. I'll send you some free information for steps in a new direction to get you started growing as a Christian, okay? So we'll rejoice with you. Let us know if you've trusted Christ as your personal Savior. But as a believer, we see Jesus is praying all night, and we're trying to follow his prayer life so we can become prayer warriors. D.L. Moody said, and I quote, Christians should begin, continue, and end every day in prayer. End of quote. Christians would be kinder, gentler, and sweeter if we did. We Christians sometimes, let's just be honest, are cantankerous, edgy, a little bit rough. We should be a charming Christian. Are you a charming Christian? Maybe I'll preach that way before long. But here's the typical prayer of the typical Christian. Lord bless me and my four and no more. (laughs) I hope that's not, but it seems to be. Question, how long is your prayer list? Christian, do you have a personal prayer list? People you pray for regularly, daily? When was the last time you added somebody to your list? Well, add Pastor David. I am Dr. David Pinkerton. Pray for me. Pray for Dorinda. Pray for Brad. When was the last time you added someone to your list? Luke chapter 6 and verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. So we're looking at following Jesus's prayer life as our pattern so that we can become a prayer warrior. We see that he prayed all night long. We see that he rose early in the morning to pray. Thirdly, Jesus prayed in the wilderness. He prayed in the wilderness. Luke chapter 5 and verse 16. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. You see, folks, being alone with God is important. When was the last time that you shut the computer off, got off of Facebook, off of Twitter, off of Instagram, off of Rumble, off of the emails, off of these political pundits, and shut everything off for just a bit? and spent time with God in prayer. When was the last time you've done that, friend? Being alone with God's very important. 
Let's look at Jacob. The Bible says about Jacob in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 24, and Jacob was left alone until the breaking of the day. You see, God had to, the pre-incarnate Christ, God had to break Jacob's will. The pre-incarnate Christ twisted Jacob's hip out of joint. Let's shut the TV, the computer, the phone off and get along with God, can we? We'll start seeing miraculous things take place in our life, and God will shake your life because of your prayer life. Do you want to become a prayer warrior? Then we need to realize Jesus prayed in the wilderness. He prayed all night long, secondly. He also prayed early in the morning. What about Jesus' prayer life? Number four, Jesus prayed on the Mount of Transfiguration. In Luke chapter 9, verses 30 and 31, And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. Now in verse 29 of Luke chapter 9, listen to this. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance, Jesus praying, was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. Jesus' crucifixion was the subject of those in heaven. Folks, are we going to know each other in heaven? Absolutely. This text teaches us that. Luke chapter 9. Think about this. Yes, you're going to know each other in heaven. You're going to know Christ. You're going to know the Bible characters. You're going to know your parents, your grandparents, your spouse, your loved ones, your children, your grandchildren, your friends. Yes, you're going to know them. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am also known. Amen. As we look at Jesus' prayer life and we becoming a prayer warrior, let's look at something else Jesus did in his prayer life. Number five, Jesus prayed in an unnamed place. He prayed in an unnamed place. Luke chapter 11 and verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. The songwriter said, and I quote, Teach me to pray, Lord, teach me to pray. This is my heart cry day unto day. I long to know thy will and thy way. Teach me to pray, Lord, teach me to pray. End of quote. Now, in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, the Bible teaches us, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. The word ought simply is this. It's an obligation to pray one for another. Men ought. We ought to be doing these things. We ought to always pray and not to faint, or in other words, not to quit praying. Listen to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17. Pray without ceasing. In other words, God is saying stay in a mood of prayer. James chapter 5 and verse number 16. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. 
The fervency. Listen to the word fervent in that verse. That means to be red hot. Red hot. Be fervent. Be excited. 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10. Night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face. So, folks, Jesus prayed in unnamed places. We're to pray fervently. We ought always to pray and not to quit. And God answers our prayers. We're seeing answers to prayer even as we speak today. So number six, consider this with me with the time we've got left. We're talking about becoming a prayer warrior. Warrior. Are you a prayer warrior? If not as a Christian, you're missing God's blessings because they're there for the asking for. Prayer is what God tells us to never stop doing. I'm a preacher and I love to preach, but the Bible doesn't say preach without ceasing. It doesn't say teach without ceasing. It doesn't say sing without ceasing. It doesn't say give without ceasing, but it does say pray without ceasing. Are you a prayer warrior? Number six, as we look at Jesus's prayer life, Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Luke chapter 22. And verse number 44, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Listen to that verse, Luke twenty-two forty-four, and being in an agony, that's an intense state of emotional strain and anguish. Jesus was praying very sincerely. In agony. Have we ever prayed in agony? Sometimes when God allows trouble to come into our life, it gets our attention. And we begin to really serious with God and pray in almost in agony, just beseeching God, begging God, Lord, do this. Please, I want to see this. I want to see this. I need this. That's the way we need to pray. Number seven. And finally, as we think about becoming a prayer warrior and patterning our prayer life after Jesus's, Jesus prayed when he was on the cross. Number seven, he prayed when he was on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, folks, to pray more like Jesus means that we must live more like Jesus. Are you living like Jesus? We're being conformed into his image. Pastor, evangelist, missionary, church member, are you living like Jesus Christ lived? No, he was sinless. We're not. But we're to pattern our life after him. Do you want to become a prayer warrior? Then follow these seven steps that came directly from Jesus's life. And you can become a prayer warrior and see God move in a great way in your life. Listen, folks, this has been the Good Tidings radio broadcast. And I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton. And I'm honored that you listen. Invite a friend to come and listen along, too. Thank you so much for listening. I'm praying for you, your loved ones, your family. Haven't met you this side of heaven, most of you, but I hope to. Send me an email, drdave13 at gmail.com. Love to correspond with you. Pray for WXAN Radio. Financially support this ministry as well. And then invite someone to Christ Christians. Hand out a gospel track this week. Win someone to faith in Jesus. Are you witnessing for Jesus Christ? Are you telling people about Jesus Christ? Why? Because Luke chapter 2 and verse 10 is, is 
the theme verse of the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Jesus is good tidings to this world. Tell someone about Jesus. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. And become a prayer warrior. And remember, God loves you. We're praying for you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Keep looking up. Jesus may come today. Are you ready? Are you saved? Now, if you are, tell someone else about Jesus Christ. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. Emmanuel, God is with us, oh yes, no need to fear, for unto